This is Radio Ukraine International with the weekly program Ukraine Global, written by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vera Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the situation regarding electricity outages in numerous Ukrainian cities due to the latest Russian missile attacks. How do Ukrainians deal with the hardships of electricity shortages? And what are the possible solutions to help resolve the situation? On October 31st, Russia launched a massive attack on Ukraine's energy system during Monday rush hour for the third time in the past month. Russia's aim, which its leadership publicly admits, is to hinder civilians' access to electricity and heat, potentially inflicting a humanitarian catastrophe in Ukraine. At around 8 a.m., several explosions were heard in Kyiv. According to Kyiv Mayor Vitaly Klitschko, Russian forces hit energy infrastructure sites, which caused power and water supply outages in several districts of the capital. He said Russian forces had damaged an energy facility that supplies power to about 350,000 apartments. According to Valentin Reznichenko, head of the Dnipropetrovsk region military administration, Russian forces struck energy infrastructure facilities in Dnipro and Pavlograd, causing serious damage. Ukraine's air force reported it downed 44 out of 50 missiles fired at Ukraine on October 31st. This has been the third massive attack on Ukraine on a Monday morning. On October 10th, for example, Russian forces fired over 83 missiles to attack Ukraine, claiming at least 20 lives nationwide. Previously, on October 17th, during Monday rush hour, Russia launched its first ever attack on Kyiv using Iranian-made Shahid-136 drones, killing four civilians in the capital. In total, on that day, Russia fired 43 drones at Ukraine, including at Sumy, Dnipropetrovsk and Odessa regions. Olga, the administrator of the Café Pashtet in the Kyiv city center, says that every guest supported the café in its decision to save energy. They even asked to turn the light off completely and to give them candles instead. They said it's rather romantic. The cafe plans to purchase more generators so that when it is open, it can rely entirely on the generator and keep all the lights off in the halls. This applies to every institution and person in Ukraine. So we also should save energy. We turned off all our centralized lighting, the chandeliers, only LED lights were left. We turned off the flashlights on the summer terrace, leaving only neon and plasma. We do not turn on the lights on the second and third floors. Said Olga. Even on October 10th, when the center of Kyiv was bombed, they were at work. They all went to the shelter together and continued their work. Everyone gets used to bad things. Life goes on, says Olga. Explosions were also reported in Kharkiv. Kharkiv mayor Igor Terekhov said Russia hit a critical infrastructure facility in the city. According to Oleg Sinyahubov, head of the Kharkiv region military administration, the region was hit with S-300 missiles from Belgorod, Russia's city bordering Ukraine near Kharkiv. Lviv mayor Andriy Sadovy 
said Ukraine's air defense shot down Russian missiles over Lviv region. The Cherkasy Regional Military Administration reported that a critical infrastructure site in the region was hit by Russia, with parts of the region now facing power outages. Zaporizhia in southeastern Ukraine was hit too. According to Zaporizhia Mayor Anatoly Kurtev, the city is currently without electricity. He said at least some districts are facing power outages. Reportedly, some districts of the city have already managed to restore the electricity supply. Irina, a resident of Zaporizhia city, told Ukrainian radio about the situation with electricity and the emotional state of locals in general in her area. She says that the situation is difficult but stable. Describing the situation in Zaporizhia, I want to say that it is quite stable. Despite the city's proximity to the combat zone, it does not suffer from shelling as often as the region and suburbs, which are constantly shelled by Grad and Smerch missile systems. There, the consequences of destruction are simply colossal. Unlike the area, the city itself is under fire from heavy artillery. Even though these are not such massive attacks, the city's infrastructure has been damaged. Unfortunately, residential areas have suffered strikes with victims among the civilian population, so the situation is difficult but stable. If we consider such a problem as the electricity supply, previously the situation here was good, although there have been no outages since last Monday. Later, the authorities announced that there would be blackouts from Monday, October 31st. Still, due to an enemy attack, their power supply lines at the Dniprovska hydropower plant were damaged, and electricity was cut off in Zaporizhia. For almost a day there was no light in all the houses, but the electricity supply was restored after the repair work, and we didn't even have scheduled power outages on Tuesday. Now there is light in the whole city without disconnections and interruptions. In Zaporizhia there are no interruptions with food or water, but there is a problem with the constant price increase. They increase almost every week. But this is a general problem of all of Ukraine. The emotional state of Zaporizhia residents is combative. There are no panic attacks. All residents work and help each other, help the military and accept refugees. We had a surge of intensified evacuations from the city after the shelling of residential areas. But these are one-time evacuations of people. Most of them stay, work and do not go anywhere. Said Irina. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the situation regarding electricity outages in different Ukrainian cities due to the latest Russian missile attacks. How do Ukrainians deal with the problem of electricity shortages? And what are the possible solutions to help resolve the situation? Hanna Lubchenko, a student, is afraid that she can't study properly because of the electricity outages. The electricity is often cut off at my house. 
I live in the Desnyansky district in Kyiv. Sometimes it is turned off not according to schedule for over four hours, but rather six, seven. I have an online course that requires free access to the Internet, and now I have an exam session. It is very inconvenient. Fortunately, the lights are not turned off at work. I also have a younger brother, and because of missile attacks by the occupiers, the kindergarten sometimes doesn't work. So he has to sit at home without electricity and without heaters. Said Hanna Lubchenko. Veronica, a resident of Kyiv, works at the theater, and unexpected blackouts can ruin her plans. She believes that local authorities should stick to the schedule of electricity outages. I guess my house, uh, one of the lucky ones. We only got uh, electricity cut once in this last three, four weeks. It didn't really affect me at home. But it's really hard to plan your day when you are going out or you are going to go shopping and store doesn't have electricity, so you can not go shopping. I work in a theater, so when you come to work or you come to have a lesson, uh, you cannot really plan your day. And this is really uncomfortable said Veronica. In September, Ukrhydroenergo announced that potential damage to the Kyiv hydro power plant's hydraulic structures in result of a missile strike would not cause catastrophic consequences. Hydrotechnical structures of the Kyiv hydro power plant are in good condition. A dam breach is unlikely, and probable damage due to a missile strike will not cause catastrophic consequences, the company said. As Ukrhydroenergo specified, in the event of a missile attack by Russian troops directly on the dam of the Kyiv hydroelectric plant, no critical threat to the population is predicted. Since the station and the dam itself were designed and built in the 60s, taking into account the threats of that time, with a significant margin of strength and stability, it is not so easy to destroy or significantly damage massive hydraulic structures with a missile strike. Stressed Ukrhydroenergo. Hanadi Rabtsev, a member of the expert council at the State Energy Efficiency Agency, said that the normal functioning of Ukraine's energy system could be restored within a few weeks if Russia stopped the missile attacks. But unfortunately, the aggressor state is not going to abandon its chosen tactics. As a result of the Russian shelling, the energy infrastructure of Ukraine has been significantly damaged. Currently, there is not enough electrical capacity, especially during peak hours, to meet the needs of all consumers. Temporary outages help to stabilize the Ukrainian power system and reduce the duration of its restoration. No matter what Moscow says, the missile attack on exclusively civilian infrastructure is aimed to put psychological pressure on citizens and attempt to disrupt their usual way of life. The normal functioning of Ukrainian's energy system could be restored within a few weeks if Russia stopped the missile attacks. 
Still, the country aggressor will not abandon their closing tactic and will destroy everything it can. If Ukraine doesn't receive air defense equipment, that will be able to close the sky above critical infrastructure objects from missiles and drones. The winter will be very difficult, especially in big cities, because they cannot live without electricity. Said Hennady Rapcev. Hennady Rapcev is confident that it's easy for Ukrainians to help energy workers. You must listen to their advice. It means the rational use of electrical appliances, especially in the morning and evening during the peak hours of consumption. The main danger is repeated missile attacks. Very often they occur during firefighting and repair work. The problem is also the need for more unique and not standard equipment, which must be ordered from manufacturers. This, of course, increases the duration of repair works and prevents timely restoration of the power supply. It's easy to help energy workers. You must listen to their advice. It means their rational use of electrical appliances, especially in the morning and evening, during the peak hours of consumption. Understand that emergency shutdowns are the key to preserving the integrity of our energy system, not the whims of power engineers. State organizations should consult with energy companies before turning to partners for help. The energy system needs to be helped in the very specific way. Only then will everything be Ukraine. Said Hennady Rapcev. Irina, a pensioner from a residential community on the left bank of Kyiv city, shares her experience of managing day-to-day life between power outages. Everything depends on the character of the person and her ability to adapt. Of course, it is very unpleasant when you come home and I live on the 10th floor, you see that there is no light in the windows and you understand that you will have to walk to the 10th floor. After a while, you get used to it. If you are a physically healthy person, then it is not so scary. Another thing is that if people who are unable to walk or are old or disabled live on the upper floors of this high-rise building, many problems arise. A person cannot go outside. Doctors then must go upstairs. Imagine going up to the 16th floor. But I look at the moods of people, even older people. I have friends who are over 70. The more power outages happen, the more they hear about the bombing, the more aggressive they are toward the Russians. Although, until February 24th, many people said that the Russians are somehow our brothers. Even though the war has been going on for eight years, the mood has changed significantly. The worse things are in everyday life, the worse people feel about Russia. Said Irina. Possible solution for dealing with the problem of electricity outages is to save energy, as the owners of some cafes do. Another one is to have an electro generator in case of a blackout. Of course, it is impossible to protect ourselves 100%. No one knows where a missile can strike. 
So everyone has to be careful in case of an air raid alert and act according to general rules. These are rules which all Ukrainians have almost gotten used to. Another option is to have a defense missile system that can protect the country from flying missiles. We already have a lot of them and they are working. Otherwise, the consequences of the Russian attacks would have been even worse. Still, Ukraine is asking for more anti-aircraft missile systems from its Western partners, which can literally save people's lives. And that was the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Krukova, presented to you by Vira Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. Radio Ukraine International invites listeners to Ukraine Global, a program offering insight into important developments in and around Ukraine and analyzing their global dimension in studio discussions with experts, government officials and public figures.